mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLC 560. Thanks for joining us today. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive, Charlie Grimes, your engineer, and Larry Younger answering phones. Lines are open, by the way. Give us a call. We'll get you right on air, 303-477-5600. And we had a call that was waiting talking about a Cadillac converter. Uh, I, sorry, I thought, was it, was it Mark? I think it was. Sorry, I don't. Oh, Chris, Chris, Chris. Sorry, uh, Chris, call us back. I'll get you right on air with no delay. As soon as you call in, we'll get you right on. So give us a call back, and we'll do that. Uh, quickly. All right, so I got a little bit of time here. Let me squeeze this in. Uh, uh, not quickly, because I want to take just a little bit of time here, but I did a car review here, drove a car, I should say, uh, this last week. So I test drove a new Mercedes, and this was a 2021 GLA 250. It's their smaller SUV, which has, by the way, a really, really great price point, because most people thinking Mercedes, you think 60, 70, 80K or above. This is a $42,000 SUV, similar to what you're going to go buy with anything else that's comparable. Any other you know, I'm driving a Buick this week, for example, that's priced at exactly the same price this car is. So this is a, again, GLA 250 SUV, uh, which by the way, uh, I will just tell you straight up, this thing is a champ. Hmm. I, have no, I have no other way to say it. It runs, it drives, it's, it's just, it, it's, a, it's a great little vehicle. I have no other way to say it. Again, for the price point, fuel economy, I got into the low 30s with. Uh, drove this thing all over the place. And it is just a great vehicle. It has just enough bells and whistles to meet what you want. It doesn't have all of the bells and whistles like a lot of the other high-end Mercedes have. In other words, it doesn't have all of the driver assist features that you'll find on some of the other high-end you know, Mercedes vehicles. But when it comes to the, the way the vehicle ran itself, um, you know, just, just all of the things that it's got on it, uh, you know, the convenience packages and so on, uh, the turbo engine, I mean, everything on it just absolutely worked fabulous. I've got, I've got nothing wrong to say. And the people that rode in it with me at different times during the during the week, when I told them the price point of the car, they couldn't believe me because the way the car is configured, you know, the way the interior looks, the way it feels, uh, I you know what this is one of those vehicles where I'm often, or, or sorry, it's not that I'm that often pleasantly surprised because most of the time you kind of know what you're getting into, what the vehicle is going to be, and sure. so on. Uh-huh. This is one of those vehicles where I drove it a few days, pulled the window sticker out of the glove box, looked at it, I'm like, that's all this car costs. <laughs> You don't rarely do that because, again, this is an SUV, luxury SUV, that literally is priced very similar to what you'll buy in any other SUV from almost any other company in that same price range. And I'm talking whether that be GM, Ford, Hyundai, Kia, Toyota. I go down the line, folks. This thing is right in line with anything else of its size. Hmm. And when when you're going to compare it that way, would I rather own this than some of the others after driving it for a week? 
Absolutely. So again, if you're looking for a really great, uh, I would call this a, a small size SUV. I mean, it's not a, a large SUV, but it's not a miniature SUV either. It's really sized just right. It's got a great back end cargo capability. Uh, back seats, a little bit less room that maybe you'll find on some of the other you know, SUVs in that class, but still plenty of room for a full size adult. Just a great vehicle, drove well, was great to you know just be in. It one of those vehicles where when I gave it up, I'm like, you really got to give this thing up. This this is a vehicle, I, literally, vehicle that I would own. So 2021, a Mercedes GLA 250. If you're in the market for an SUV of that size, don't count out Mercedes because price-wise, it is not going to be any more money than you're going to find in anything else in its market, you know, in the market, I should say. So go test drive one at your local Mercedes dealer. I've got actually some connections there. If you'd like, send me a text message or an email, and I'll send you the the, the people that I know that, that, that are at the you know Mercedes end of things that can help you out. So, again, go test drive one at your local Mercedes dealer. When you do, tell them John Rush and Richard Rush, by the way, sent you from Drive Radio. Let's go to Mark, shall we? There we go. I think he is there. Mark, you're uh, going to comment on a trailer and AirCare Colorado. Go ahead, sir. Good afternoon, Java. Which one do you want first? You, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Either one's fine. Okay, let's do AirCare Colorado. I have a 97 Carrera S. Last year, Air Cool. Pretty rare car. Okay. Wide body. Get in there. They says, where's the engine? Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I go in there, and I said, okay, OBD port. There it is. So I'm begging to God. I said, don't get in my car, please. Right. This guy was approaching 400 pounds. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Almost disintegrated my seat. So then I go back and I said, okay, we get through the test. I'm going, where's the cover for the OBD port? Well, he has it and he went to lunch. <laughs> okay. Huh. So I'm, I'm on the John Rush mode. Yeah, right. Casualties everywhere. I said, when does he come back for lunch? He'll be back in an hour. So he comes wandering back in. He says, oh, I had this in my back pocket. Sorry. Hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, I almost want to violate the law and not get it done. I mean, I know. These are I know. Cars. These are very incompetent individuals, truthfully. Stay out of the cars. Just stay out. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Just stay out. All right. Trailer question. I have an opportunity to buy a uh, aluminum ultralight, which is a Porsche Club trailer. Okay. Really brand new, four tires, and I know nothing about trailers like you do, but I kind of want to haul my car to a place, and we'll talk about that last. Forty-three hundred bucks. It's got a tire rack fitted to the top. Open trailer. Okay. I'm asking your opinion on the price. What do you think, ultralight aluminum? Oh, yeah, I, that's awesome. I mean, I would say that's an awesome price. I, you know, mine's a single axle, and mine's a four a double axle. Yeah, mine's a fourteen deal. foot single axle. Uh, you know, open. Uh, mine's only yeah, it's fourteen by six. So you know, it's it's a utility trailer, not a car hauler, and it was it was two something new. So I would almost think that's really awesome, awesome price. How old is okay. it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably make. I'll call the guy up after the the call here because forty three hundred bucks. Maybe he'll take four in cash. Yeah, but it's only been used one season. <laughs> so it's it's a fairly new trailer. Yeah, I'll bet you if you go to uh, uh, mine, mine is an Aluma trailer. Yeah, and I bet you if you go at the price and look at see what those run, I bet you 
And, and Mark, I apologize. I, I was reading a text message from somebody that was, you know, commenting on all these same things that we're talking about here. What what was the price of the trailer? I missed that part. Forty three. Forty three, forty five hundred for an, and the brand is Ultralight. It's not a bad price yeah. at all. And and again, everything. This is for everybody listening. Everything. If you're in business. Uh, especially, and you're looking to get something purchased by year end to do some things even tax-wise or you're looking for the next season, you better be buying now what you want or you may not even see it marked by the end of the year, and that's not an exaggeration. That includes trailers. Right. And that So registration and plates aren't too much. I mean, I, right. I'm, I'm a novice. Registration and plates are not too much. I mean, they have the two Tahoes. Right. I think between a 3,000-pound Porsche and ultralight, those Tahoes can tow that easily. Oh, easy. Not a problem. Oh, easy. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Easy. And and yeah, and that trailer. I mean, I mean, I would say a car hauler just in general. And how old is it? What was? Yeah, said? what year was it? Uh, yeah. It's three, four years old, but it's yeah, okay. been used two or three times. Yeah, I don't right. Care how old it is, as long as it. No, right, exactly. But trailer values don't drop much, by no, the way. No, they don't. Yeah, they they hold their okay, value. Okay, so I can sell that if I need to, but it's got a tire rack on uh, mounted to it for racing tires. Okay, yeah, that was just something that was custom put on there. Doesn't really yeah, add any value or anything. The but... value. No. Right. Yeah. Okay. L- last thing for you, John, places to go. We talked about, you know, different. I tell you every year, and you haven't been there yet, Road America Vintage Car Racing mid-July. I'll be there again this year. Nice. I need to go. 450, 450 cars or 500 cars. One year, there were cheetahs there. They made 30 cheetahs and 27 were there, Chevrolet cheetahs. Hmm. Nice. You're not going to see anything like that no. in the world. Right. Yeah, nice. Okay, so um, buy the trailer. I think you'll be fine. I just did a little bit of research on it, Mark. I don't think you're going to have any issues with that at all. Buy it. Do I have to take that to Air, t- air Care <laughs> No, No, fortunately, no. <laughs> they, For- they, they would put you in the wrong lane. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, no. They could screw that up. They could. They could. Yeah, I'm sure they could. All right, see ya. Mark, all thanks. Right. I appreciate it. No, in fact, guys, on trailers, uh, that is one of the few items that – not saying you'll get all of your money back when you go to sell it, but just yeah. we had, uh, just to tell you our story. So, you know, we, we go through, as a company, we go through trailers pretty frequently. And so, you know, my guys, you know, we use them. And, and, and I've learned through the years that, you know, until they're completely worn out, you know, let's go ahead and get them sold prior to that. So, you know, once we know they're getting kind of on the edge and we're starting to spend money on maintenance and so on, let's offload them then. And then we'll go buy a new one and do it that way. Well, so we sent some dump trailers to auction this past week that I'm not exaggerating were almost 15 years old that bought half of what a new one costs. Yeah. And they're 15 years old. I did not lose one dime right. on those trailers all exactly. these years, knowing what they did and the work they performed and so on. And I got half of my money back Yeah, 15 years later. Well, and, you, and you think about it, a trailer, I mean, yeah, unless they're in a commercial aspect, they really don't, they're not used a ton. I mean, my trailers used. Most are not. Yeah. Mine are. Yeah. That's, that's well, the other thing no, about it. So right. mine, mine yeah, exactly. are used daily. Right. Exactly. And still brought half of new. Exactly. So yeah. if you don't use one much, like most of us that are homeowners do, with yeah. inflation and so on, you keep it long enough, you're liable to get all of it back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, now yeah. you're not because inflation and the dollars. But right. you get yeah. right, you get yeah, right yeah, along exactly. with that. Exactly. I mean, if you paid three grand for it, you know, five years from now, you could probably still get 25 for yes. it. Yes. And I yes. mean, that's. Yes. 
you know, in still good shape. So, so, all right. Lines yeah. are open. Question of the day. What's the weirdest or best thing you ever found on the side of the road that you grabbed? Give us that story. Uh, Ken and I will come right back. We're not going anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Jeff in western Montana. Welcome, sir. How are you? I am better than I deserve. I hope you are, too. We are. Thank you, sir. Oh, we deserve it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We all get what we deserve, man. We're in trouble. <laughs> that is a fact. But, you got that right. But luckily, but luckily, there is no Air Care Montana. Right. <laughs> you are lucky there. You are definitely yeah. lucky there. Yeah. A quick question. I have a, a trailer. When you're talking about trailers, it prompted this. That uh, I have a trailer I bought oh, probably well over 10 years ago. And uh, tires look in good shape, but I've never changed them out. Okay. I mean, still lots of tread, and they don't look checkered, but... I was just wondering, I know on cars, you know, you really got to worry about tires. Same on trailers. It's, in fact, it's probably, worse. Jeff, I think yeah. more critical on the tire side than it is on the car side because typically, not always, but typically, you know, trailers are stored outside. They're going to have more of that temperature variation and some of the deterioration from the rubber that you may not notice because a lot of times these tires can look. Dennis 
Brewster, by the way, from Extreme. He used to own Extreme. He's with me on Fix It Radio. He'll tell you story after story of of situations along those lines, including one himself where he looked at the trailer tires and said, oh, they're all good. They look great. Took it out and had blowouts, you know, almost immediately after getting the thing on the road. And the tires looked fabulous. But, yeah, you, yeah, you really need to go off of on a trailer tire the age. age. Yeah, exactly. So friend of what mine, would be the max age then? Six years probably at most. Yeah, a friend of mine does his Five, every six. two because he's had so many problems. Yeah, and, and again, it depends but, on yeah. – I, I, I should rephrase that. Let me back up. Depends on the type of Depends on the trailer, tire. what you're hauling, all of that. And and also depends on the on the tires themselves. There's a lot of trailers running around with car tires which, by the way, are not the way to do when it comes to a trailer. They do need actual trailer tires on them. So, I, I Jeff, I should – everybody that what I just said, forget that because it really does depend on the circumstances of the trailer itself and what you're doing. 10-ply, 12-ply. Right. Yeah, exactly. Is it been sitting out in the sun? Has it been stored inside? How much weight are you carrying in it? All of that combined to know what, what do I need to be looking at on tires. But it's not just tread Yeah, depth. typically I'm just hauling a raft around on it, so it's not a lot of weight. But still, yeah, I don't want to – I've had – problems with rafts falling off and i don't want to no i mean you're typically we're hauling stuff you know cargo wise that you know two things a you know the cargo is important and b whatever happens to that trailer is typically happening to you know the the vehicles that are even behind us that we want to be careful of because that could be you know insurance claims all on its own so yeah we we just don't want issues with trailers period right well and yeah experience this year with mine my wife's horse trailer she goes all over the place with it and we were coming back from Arizona. They, my wife and daughter drove out to Arizona, and then I flew out and drove back with them. In New Mexico, we had one flat. A little bit further into New Mexico, we had another flat. So we only had one spare, and so we ended up spending another day. I had to rip part of the fender off because it damaged everything and stuff like that. So, you know, it doesn't just it's not just changing a flat. It's like it can be a bigger deal in a, in a lot Great of cases. Point. So, Great point. You know, it's, yeah. It was... Well, if I could, three quick stories. One is sure. a trailer. We, we were going on a rafting trip, and we were following a guy towing a trailer, and he obviously didn't have the tongue loaded down because it started fishtailing. Hmm. And it ended up forcing – uh, a guy was pulling it in a van, and it forced the van off the road, but that trailer just pulled right off the hitch and flipped hmm. and ended in the median. And that was just north of Colorado Springs. Wow. So, hmm. I mean, yeah. that was really something to watch yeah. the whole, oh, yeah. that whole escapade. Hmm. Um Best thing I ever found was not in a side of the road. It was in an auction. I used to be stationed in Britain and went to auctions there. And I was digging through a box of stuff I'd bought for a couple of pounds. And in there was like a 19th century multi-tool. It's a little screw-together cylinder about three-quarters of an inch wide and about three inches long. And when you open it up, you had like an awl and a wine, uh, uh, corkscrew and then a little uh, screw, uh, um, a bit to make small screw holes hmm. um, and, and then a little thing to pry, I think stones out of horses hooves. I'm not really sure, <laughs> um, but it was all in one little tiny thing. It was, uh, I call it the uh, 19th century multi-tool. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, but the, the thing I found alongside the road was a Marine. Um, we were, uh, I was, had gotten, not gotten in the air force yet. So I had my then girlfriend, now my wife, um, in the car, and there had just been a case in Montana where a girl had been killed by two hitchhikers. She'd picked up a couple of hitchhikers, and she'd been killed. So we're driving up to near where I live now, actually, and uh, there's this Marine uh, along the side of the road, and I'm thinking, Marine needs a ride. You give him a ride. And uh, she said, no, don't stop, but I did anyway and picked him up. 
and this is a 62 Dodge, and we're all in the front seat. Hmm. And she's next to me, and she's nervous as can be. And uh, we're chatting a little bit, and then he reaches down into his sock, and she grabs my arm like, oh, my God, what's he going to do? And he pulls out a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> he says, mind if I smoke? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, dropped him off. All ends well. But yeah, that's it's good. One of those, that's good. Yeah. Good story. So, no, and, and you know what, Jeff, to your, you know, I know we, we kind of got off on the, the trailer thing, but no, to, to your point, you know, a moment ago, the, the trailer thing's a big deal. We probably don't talk about that enough on the program and really giving folks the right advice on, you know, what they should be doing. In fact, you know, even even down to the quality of the trailer, what's, what's it hauling, you know, is it hauling, you know, under the weight that it's specified for, uh, there's so many things there that really we we should probably spend more time in the future on because I still think there's tons and tons of misconceptions on all of that. Yeah. Well, here's a quick follow-up on that then. How about lubing the hubs? How often should you do that? Depends on the trailer. And how much it's used. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really does. And, yeah. and, and is it you know is it a boat trailer going in the water? If so, every year. If it's not, and, and you're, you know, you're packing wheel bearings periodically, and does it have the actual Zerk you know, where you Spindle. can actually lube those, you know, the easy lubes, they call them. It just depends on the trailer and what you're doing with it. Yeah, I usually do mine once a year, but mm-hmm. I don't go in water. I don't, and it doesn't get, you know, it, it might get two, 3,000 miles on it a year, too. So I'll tell you that yeah. the majority, Jeff, don't get done enough. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I've never looked for a Zerk fitting. I was just thinking you have to pull the whole hub off. So. No, they them, make a, there, there's right. a, it's a rubber, rubber cap. So your, your spindle nut cap has a rubber plug in it typically. And if you pull that rubber plug out of it, and, and I'm talking, you know, I mean, I guess they don't necessarily all have that. Sometimes you just easy, have to pull They're that. called Easy Loop System. It's easy. a Dexter Easy Loop System is yeah. what they're called. And sometimes you just pop that uh, bearing cap off. And there'll be a grease zerk right there, or or like on our, especially our horse trailer has this little rubber plug. Sometimes you just they've it. even got a hubcap on them. It just depends. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. depends on the trailer. Yeah, depends, depends on how fancy on it is and so on. But right. but for everybody listening, the trailer would have either had to have been changed to this or made with this. It's not right. something every trailer has. It's it's part of the it's part of the spindle. Correct. Yeah, and they, and they're they're it, it was it's an option. Some trailers, even Jeff, when you're buying a new trailer. You can specify that or even buy that option on the trailer. So it really depends on who bought the trailer initially, how they spec'd it, and so on. Yeah. Okay, so that would not be on the back side of the tire, but would be on the front. Front side, it makes it really easy. You just pop a hubcap or a little rubber cap off and put your grease gun on it and go. Yeah, pump like, you don't want to overfill them, but, you know, you don't want to, Right. you know, probably, I don't, I just kind of. For smaller trailers, it's actually a really great feature that enables you to keep, you know, good, solid, especially some of these ones where, you know, you look at the wheel and you think, man, that thing's traveling like four times faster than the truck because it's four times smaller than the truck right. tire. I mean, people right. forget how fast that thing's spinning along. You, yeah. Those those would be ones to put an easy lube on that would really be advantageous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, the other that. the other name for them, real quick too. I just looked it up. A bearing buddy, easy lube or bearing buddy. They they go by kind of a couple of different names there. Okay. Okay. I appreciate it, Jeff. You're very welcome, Jeff. Something we don't, again, just, we don't talk about that enough, I guess. Yeah, right. This time of year, everybody's getting them out and going Mm -hmm. someplace and so on. And uh, especially you guys with boat trailers, especially, uh, those bearing buddies are the easy lubes. If I had a boat trailer, if they didn't have it on it, I'd make sure it did. Make sure it did, yeah. Because that's another one of those where literally I'd probably be lubing those up. Uh, Man, I, I would almost be putting a grease gun on it every time I went out after you hit the boat in the water. 
You're not going to hurt anything by doing so. Right, exactly. Push some of that water out if it happens to get in there, and away you go. Mm -hmm. By the way, I have watched some videos lately of folks putting boats in the water with the, you know, truck trailer assembly and so on. Um, I think boat retailers need to do some education on how that works before actually allowing someone to haul a boat and put it in the water. And boat ramps can be a big deal there oh, too man. i mean yeah you know some people still have two-wheel drives some people things like that and, and you uh, forget that when the weight goes away <laughs> from the back of the truck on a two-wheel drive truck and you're even trying to now haul an empty trailer back up out of the water that alone can be yeah a challenge and then depending upon the person putting the boat onto the trailer and then pulling out Again, there's a lot of great videos. Just go look up, you know, on YouTube, yeah. you know, t- boat ramp fails. Right. That would be what you would go type into YouTube and just watch some of the things that happen. And you'll learn a lot yeah. of what not to do by watching some of those videos. So, yeah. all right, we've got a half hour left. We'll come right back. Drive radio. Lines are open. 303-477-5600. KLZ 560. Home values are rising 8, 10, and 13% in some areas. Trying to buy it but keep missing? Take AIM to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list. Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a low rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298191. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road 
crossover you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive over here in Aurora with me today. Charlie Grimes and, of course, Larry Unger answering phones. Dennis in Denver, you're next. Hey, John, Ken, how are you guys? Good, Doing how are you, good, Dennis? Good. Hey, I'm calling about a couple things I heard on the show today. Uh, somebody mentioned about an app for Android phones that would help in case of an emergency. Yeah, it's called the... It's, uh, uh, that app for everybody listening, yeah, good. We'll mention it again, Dennis. For if you're an iPhone user, it's built in. It's the emergency uh, contact or ICE, I guess, in case of emergency. That's where the ICE come from, uh, or the ICE uh, acronym comes from. Uh, it's built into iPhones on an Android. You have to download the ICE app from the Google Play Store. Google Play. Okay, I've always used Android, and as far as I know. Uh, people don't have to have a special app they can go into their lock screen under settings and display in case of emergency information because oh, okay. most people have their phones locked and you would never get in that app if they're unconscious yeah and right. i have no idea how you you android guys will have to you know take this one over because i've been an iphone guy all along i have no idea on android how it works not a clue yeah, sounds so like again, kind of the same thing yeah, iPhone, yeah. iPhone, basically, Dennis, the way it works is if you try to unlock it and you're not the person that should be, it gives you an emergency call button. You click that, and then it takes you to that screen we're talking about without ever unlocking it. Well, in this case, if you go into settings and go into lock screen, there's an option there to display information, and you don't even have to try to unlock it. It just scrolls across the top. Oh, okay. So it sounds kind of similar. Okay. Yeah. So you, yeah. I, you Android users, there you go. There's That's an answer. Good. And by and I, again, put that in, please. Yeah. Yeah. Fill it out. Yeah. yeah. Fill out that yeah, info. Exactly. In iPhone users, same way. Fill out your emergency contact info. Yes. And as far as the chip shortage goes, yes. I saw a Google card, which is a little news blurb on my phone this week, where um, I believe it's Intel is getting back into the chip business. Because they're saying this is going to be at least a two-year event. Well, and I okay. So, unless I'm because unless I'm wrong, did Intel get out of the chip business? To my knowledge, that's all they've ever done. I'm pretty sure they did. I I think I remember seeing something two three years ago where they stopped building their own chips. Huh. Um. Well, okay. So I found an article. Intel's CEO said on Monday that it could take several years for a global shortage of semiconductors to be resolved. 
a problem that has shuttered uh, auto production at times and is being felt in other areas, including, including consumer electronics. Um, this guy's name is Pat Gelsinger, told a virtual session of the Computex trade show in Taipei that the work and study from home trend during the COVID-19 pandemic, blah, 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 basically led to an increase. Um, trying to see here, uh, they announced a $20 billion plan to expand its advanced chip manufacturing cap- capacity, building two new factories in Arizona and opening plants to outside customers as well. So they are building chips, but they're going to expand that, Dennis. Okay. Fair enough. So, fa- you know, no, uh, good, by the way, me. I didn't know that. So good information. That, that hopefully will help. And here's the thing everybody needs to realize, too. Not only will that help now, Dennis, to get that backlog done, but Intel being an American company should help us in the future as well. Right. We're not dependent. That's- yeah. Seems to me that's a national security issue. It yeah. very much is, Dennis. Yeah. Yes, very much so. All right, you guys have a good day. No, hey, I, thanks, no I appreciate that. And real quick, along those same lines, and this is something just for thought, for fodder. I, I don't know if there's anything here or not, but I found it interesting. Uh, Richard and I, my son, were talking about this earlier in the week. I found it interesting that Apple, about, and I have to go back and look exactly at the timing, but I think about two years ago, made an announcement they were going to quit using Intel chips and move their chips in-house. And they did that prior to all of this other stuff happening. Not saying they have any insight, but isn't it ironic that they have not been caught flat-footed with any of this? Right. Very, very interesting. Uh, Loop is next in Commerce City. Go ahead, Loop. Lupe, Lupe, yeah, how are you, sir? Sorry, I didn't see that. My eyes are, are getting bad, Lupe. I didn't see the little, uh, you know, the, the, the He's little further mark from there. the screen. Sorry, than my I am. bad. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, uh, yeah, my kid's got a, a 2018 Ford Focus. Okay. And he did, uh, he lo- wanted to lower it down. So he bought some um, coilover springs and he paid a, uh, some good money for them. But um, now he lowered it down. Now uh, I told him, well, you got to get an alignment on it. Yes, for sure. And um, I've gone to, uh, I live over by, by the reunion area in Karma City. Okay. And uh, we, we got a Les Schwab over there. I don't know how good they are, but they said that they would have to take a look at it uh, because it's uh, the body of the car is about an inch uh, lower than the top of the tire. Okay. All the way around. So, and when he put it in, he adjusted uh, each uh, shock. With, uh, he has these tools that came with it. Spanner wrenches. did a clip. I clicked it uh, yep. equal on every, uh, mm-hmm. every corner. So I'm assuming he still needs to have the alignment. He right? does. Now, the other thing I would recommend that he do uh, prior to taking it in, because they'll do this anyways, and they'll just charge him for this, and he can do this himself if he's gone this far already, Lupe, is get it on a level surface. Garage floor is best, by the way. So if he can get it on a level surface, he needs to take a tape measure and measure the wheel well on each side, right, left, on front and rear, and make sure they match which means if he needs uh-huh. to do any adjustments with the suspension, they, he, we're, we're adjusting ride height. That's what we call this. He needs to make sure they match one side to the other. Yeah. And by the way, uh, he should put you in the front seat and then match it. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you may, you All know, right. a driver will, could, in, in this case, especially with the suspension he's done, could affect it. So put someone in the driver's seat and then level it up. Make all of that level, and he needs to tell the alignment place that he's already done that. Now, they'll probably double-check it anyways, but he needs to make sure that he tells them that he did this with someone in the driver's seat as well. And that way, if any adjustments need made, he's doing it himself, and he's not having to worry about somebody messing with you know, the high-dollar suspension that he just put on there and you know, dinking something up that doesn't need to be. But he could at least get that much done himself, Lupe. Okay, so they don't have to clip anything onto the— Onto the tire itself. To, Depends to on their the machine. 
In today's world, we've got alignment machines where you either put a clamp outside the wheel in between the rubber and the wheel itself, or a lot of the good new late model machines, you actually clamp around the tire itself. And if that's the case, and he's got a clearance issue, yeah, that could present a problem. Yeah. Okay. Do you know anybody uh, around that area that can do... uh Take care of stuff like that. It, de- it really depends on how late of a model of a machine they have. All of the new machines, and it's been this way for several years now, Lupe, have gone away from clamping to the wheel because we've got such fancy wheels now, and the room between even the, the you know, a lot of these tires are coming with a lip protector for the, for the wheel, and it's making it very difficult to get uh, a clamp around the wheel itself, uh, and so there's a lot of the late model uh, alignment machines now. I say late model within the last four or five years, where they're where they're no longer clamping to the rim. You'll have to ask. I, I can't answer that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, you you need what you need is a rim clamp alignment head, you know, machine, and you'll have to specifically ask that. And hopefully, whoever you talk to knows the difference. If not, if they don't, you need another place. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't. Uh, I've heard you guys talk about uh, those guys and not uh, not good things though. But um, yeah, I know because with him learning so much, now he's got to drive. If he wants to do something on his car, he's got to drive his car on, on uh, a couple two by fours so he can put his jack underneath it because that's <laughs> yep. how low it is. Yeah, uh-huh. I hear you. And yeah. you know what? Yeah. Again, not. I am not going to badmouth that at all. If he's learning and he's yeah. having fun, and exactly. you know, it's giving him a chance to do some things, and maybe Lupe even end up in the industry. I'm all for it, and we need to try to help him with that, you know, best we can. So, you know, I'm I'm not against that any way, shape, or form. But yes, he does need to get it aligned. Yeah, yeah, we've got okay, quite yeah. a few cars that we have to get in and lift up on oh. a little bit, get a jack under it before I, we can I own get it on the rack. Those, Lupe, so I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to ditz him for that at all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing he's doing good. I mean, he took the good. whole front clip off and good for him. Um, cooler and everything, and that's right. I mean, he's he's really proud of this car. Good so. for him. Also, it's an ST. Okay. Well, I appreciate your help. You're very welcome, nice. Lupe. And you can always email me if you got another question on that. Let me know. But that's what you need to ask when you go to get it aligned. Okay. Now, I, what was the, the thing I got? To ask you need a rim time? clamp alignment head. Okay. Great. Okay. Sounds good. You're very welcome. Thanks, sir, for the call. I appreciate it, and best of luck to him. And you know what? Any young people getting into this, we're all for you. We're behind you. Gary in Denver, you're next. Yeah, hi. Um, Yeah, uh, down in, if you know where the Gates area is in Denver. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a side track by the railway track there, you know, that people drive up and race down and all that. So I was going down there one day, um... And uh, over to my left, I seen a, uh, remember the uh, catalog group, Great Northern? They used to yes. sell. Oh, uh, sure. Still uh, around. Yes. Jacks. They're still around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They used to sell farm jacks. Yeah. And uh, they're on the real, like a real is like a steep embankment, it's a mining term. So there was this jack just lying there, a farm jack, brand new. And, uh, you know what I mean, right? One yes. Lake, yeah, know, sure do. The, yeah. All that. So, uh, yeah, that was a good find. And uh, my other question, I was on McGuard. You know McGuard? Yes. Yeah, they're a wheel lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wheel locks. Yeah, I made them for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so I had to, uh, like, we had to use a vehicle, a Toyota Crawler. And I told him to 
we started to clean it out and all that and uh, get it find uh, find the uh, socket for the wheel lock, right? Right. Don't, don't, don't throw that out. <laughs> no. Well, he couldn't find it, and then on Friday I got a puncture, so uh, we don't know what to do. It's all locked up, so uh, uh, we did call McDad, but that, that was so stupid for half an hour. They couldn't find the name and address and all that. So there we are. She she did mention like there would be a, a company in Denver would would have a, a duplicate of it. I don't know whether that's true or not. Well, the way McGard used to do it, and I'm guessing it's probably still this way today. They only had a certain amount of lock combinations, and you know a lot of times we in the industry would you know you various things would happen and somebody would lose two locks and so then you'd end up with a extra anyways through through the course of the years you know we in the industry at least my shop uh, we had a collection of lock you know keys sure. i should say so we we never really had any trouble getting those off gary as a shop now not every shop is going to be you know that same way of course but point being I would almost call around and find out if there's any, you know, even some of the local, you know, the higher end uh, shops, dealerships, and so on, to see if any of them might actually happen to have a lock that would fit it. If not, as long as there is clearance around the lock inside of the wheel itself, there are tools that you can literally pound on the lock. It cuts into the lock. It will remove it. You then pound the lock out and go to the next one and do it all over again. Yeah, and replace them. And replace them. you got to replace the locks yeah. at that point. Yeah. But you can't take them off. That's how we get them off. You mean uh, like with a chisel? No, no, there is a special wheel lock socket that we use in the industry that literally pounds on, and think of it as having, you know, kind of a, a raised point. In, so it's like having a 12-point socket, only it's not. These are hardened where you can pound them onto the, the lock itself, and it will cut into the lock and allow you to take it off. But it ruins it when oh. you're done. Yeah. Ah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't uh, know the technical name, but a lot of shops will have those. Yeah, yeah. I, and probably some thieves. <laughs> wheel lock removers. They're called wheel lock removers. And by the way, they sell them on Amazon and other places. You can always buy them yourself and do it yourself too, Gary, because they're made. It's not that big of a deal. They're out there. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend, Greg. He's, uh, he runs the toy shop, if you know that. He probably has um, a set, most likely. And ask him if he right, wants to be yeah. a sponsor at some point. He's a, he's a great shop. We'd love to have him participate if he ever wanted to. Yeah, yeah, he's uh... good guy. Yep, guy in a good shop. They've been around for a long, long time. Gary, yeah. I got to run. Uh, Eric, I'll come back to you in just one minute. Don't go anywhere. We got one segment left. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new adaptive one brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our six thousand Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? 
And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Auto Glass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. All right, so let's go to Eric in Denver, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Uh, Eric, you're up. What's going on, sir? Hey, guys. Hey, I got four suggestions for Lupe. Let's hear it. Okay, so the first one, and I know they can do it, it's called Stans, S-T-A-N-S, Alignment. They're on East Colfax. Okay. They've been there probably 50 years or more. Okay. Um, since he's up north, um, there's a Firestone on 136 in Huron. Um, that, that is supposed to be the Firestone that every other Firestone refers people to with alignment problems. Um, and I know they will work on, I, I know they work on, they're referred to and work on lifted vehicles that have, you know, a fully adjustable suspension. So I would imagine they would work on that. Okay. Um, the other suggestion would be uh, the Les Schwab that's on ADA and Washington. Um, I know they do work on lifted pickups, so they might be able to do the other, uh, you know, what he's dealing with. Right. Uh, the, the other suggestion would be to call one of the import tuner shops um, and ask them who they send people to for alignment. Um, like the one that comes to mind would be like Avalon Motorsports. They work on Porsche, BMW, and Audi, and they get guys in there with lowered out Audis and BMWs all the time. So they have somebody that they probably sure. refer people out to. Sure. Yeah. And well, and, yeah. And again, in this case, he's got to find the right machine in the first place. That's the biggest issue. 
Yeah, and I know from I've used stands before when 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 we had our Audi, and you'd go in there to go get it aligned, and it was stock, and people would look at it and go, oh, I don't know how to align that correctly. Mm-hmm. And I'd go to, I'd go to stands, and, and in order to get the alignment a hundred percent correctly, they actually had to loosen the bolts and like twist the subframe in order to make it align correctly. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and they're right. you know. Right. They've been around forever. He's <laughs> somebody told me he's been around since the '60s, so I, I'm not sure. But. I yeah, I'm no sure it was late '50s. Okay, there you uh-huh. go. Ken knows. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if, if you've ever yeah, if you probably have a shop on the east side of town, yeah, you're probably familiar with with them because like I said, I know they've been there forever. That's that's who I use. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're really really good, and they're not cheap though. They are not cheap. Well, you you, you pay for what you get. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, Especially so on that. Just a couple for that no, guy. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's good. No, appreciate that, Eric. Sure. Thank you very much. That's good info. So, uh, Lupe, if you're listening, there you go. Tom and Inglewood, you're next, sir. Inglewood? This yes. Is Tom. Tom, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing good. So, in after the year I got married to my wife, I was hauling snow in a big dump truck. And um, when I went home that night, my ring was missing. So, apparently, that was the sound I heard when it sounded like a washer rolled off the hood of the truck. Oh, boy. So I was hauling the snow about a mile away. So I went and I looked in that area, and there were huge piles of snows where I had dumped it, and it was flooded, and it was all melting. And, and I drove along that road, and I got in the right position for the sunlight to actually sparkle off my ring. Wow. So I was able to go home that night and tell my wife that, we, I saved the marriage, and she said it's not actually that easy. Ah, <laughs> good one. <laughs> I can't believe you found it, though. Yeah, Holy right. cow. Needle I know. Haystack. It was amazing uh, because, you know, just, but, but I thought if I, if I looked, if I tried, there was hope, and yes, there was. <laughs> uh, good, good deal. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... You, again, some of the guys that have called in with some of those stories of finding things you lost, I, I, you got better luck than I have. I'll just say that because that would not be me. I, yeah, it's just yeah. gone if it's me. Yeah. <laughs> serious. Well, thank you very much no. for taking my call. Appreciate it, Tom. And I'm serious. I, that that's not going to be my well, story. Well, you could drop something right under your feet I and not be able the to find thing. it. Yeah, you get right. A flashlight, exactly. I can't find yeah. it half the time. It's like where'd the bloody thing go? It just vanished. <laughs> right. I'm serious. I was. I was. I had an impact on a sock, and I was hammering on it, and it blew into two pieces. I couldn't find either piece to warranty it. I mean, I couldn't find either piece. Done deal. Yeah. I mean, it was right. Yeah. That's weird. What's the, and I know we've got a couple minutes left here as well. What's the, um, as a technician, I'll ask you this. What's the most expensive thing you ever lost by forgetting, you know, that you'd left it on a vehicle or something? Any idea? Uh, you know, left it on the hood or left it under the hood right. or anything along those lines have to be a pry bar you know uh, they have a tendency to get legs right and stay there exactly or i shouldn't say get legs they hide they, they yeah they yeah they blend yeah. and uh yeah you don't know i almost i was working on one quick story for me i was working on my my old dodge that i've you know i bought from my guys up in nova sterling it's been a great truck and i was dinking around with it one day and i can't remember what i was doing anyways doing something and my streamlight, you know, I got a streamlight flashlight, yeah, which, uh-huh. by the way, some of the best Great. flashlights oh, made. Yeah. Uh-huh. Somehow or another, I, I dropped it and it ended up in a cavity on the front radiator support of those 
Ram trucks. Sure. I couldn't get that bloody thing you out of there for get nothing. It, out. Oh, it took me, and I'm not exaggerating, it took me, I dinked with that for an hour fishing that dang flashlight out. Yeah. Trying to, because it's not, well, it's aluminum. aluminum. So yeah. You can't so put you a can't... magnet on it. <laughs> right. I couldn't get anything down around it. I, I, eventually, yeah. I finally get this. Some of you that are older would know what I'm talking about. Young guys will have no idea what I mean. Back in the day, you used to use this wooden tool with rubber suction cups on the end for valve lapping. Mm-hmm which most people now don't know what we're talking about, but us old-timers do. What's a valve? What's a valve? Yeah. <laughs> I was able to actually take a old valve lap long tool. I, you moisten the end of it, because you lick it, which well, who sure. knows what's on, I don't care. Yeah, you lick the yeah. end of it, and, I was, and it was facing upright, so it had the lens oh, facing okay. up. So, yeah. I was actually able to stick that thing on the end of the lens, <laughs> take a pry out. bar and kind of pry the opening a little teeny bit where it loosened it up, and I sucked that out with a valve lap, valve lap tool. Go funny. figure. Yeah, right. Things you, things you do. Does anybody even do we even lap valves anymore? Is that like a thing of the past? This part of we don't. Yeah, I mean, there's only like three machine shops in the in the. That's state the problem anymore with even trying to overhaul an engine. Yeah. Where do you go? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's I mean, really you, a thing of almost one, the past. Yeah, you buy one either new or done. You know, already manufactured. So. And a text message, by the way, I'll close out with this because I think this is very fitting that. Uh, we could actually end the um, uh, we'll end the show with John. I'm sure you're aware, but the $25 for an emissions test will look minuscule when compared to what we'll be paying when the new transportation bill is enacted. Well, I can't top that. You are correct. That's a bill that just got passed. I believe the governor will sign it if he hasn't already. And it's going to be fees on everything you have to drive from gasoline to registration to hopping in an Uber to on down the line we go. It is going to be major, so hang on to your wallet because as far as I know, that pass is probably something I should talk about here in a week or two ahead because, yeah, you are going to be paying more in all of those areas when it's all said and done. So that is a correct statement. So thanks, Brad, for sending that. All right, Ken, thanks as always. What's your phone number so folks can go find you? Yeah, we're out in Aurora, 303-364. Three three nine one. If you need anybody, by the way, in our group, just go to drive-radio.com. They're all listed there, Ken included. Larry, thanks as always for answering phones. Charlie Grimes as well. I'll be back Monday for Rush to Reason. If you need to listen to any of this program or any of it that you didn't get to hear today, it's all podcasted right on the website, drive-radio.com. Have a great weekend, though. We'll see you first of the week. This is KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.